Good evening, motivators. Dr. Drill here, Making Motivation Podcast. Let's freaking do it. It's Thursday, October 4th, 2018. It's a balmy night, freaking almost 80 degrees. When last last freaking night, it was 60 degrees. But fall is here. It has arrived, even though it doesn't feel like it currently. It's here. Freaking leaves are going to be fluttering. Freaking witches will be cackling. <laughs> Wolf men and women will be baying at the moon. And zombies will be circulating. Looking to eat brains. Okay. Let's tackle this. I had a, an interesting experience this morning. Let's start off, set the scene. I am in anatomy class. And the way that I like to teach is... Now I've got 60 students that are distributed throughout this amphitheater. It's a beautiful classroom that I have all to, we have all to ourselves, 60 of them staring down at me, and I'm standing, you know, right at the bottom, big computer set up, and behind me is this wall of multimedia, projectors, all kinds of stuff. I don't like to teach like that. I don't like to be standing in front of a large group of people like, you know, I'm the teacher, you're the student. I like to, I love anatomy and physiology, and so I want to get into it with them. And I want to be kind of of the people. So my strategy is we're all looking at this huge wall that a projector is running my slides on, whether it's a video or a PowerPoint that we're talking about today. It was the muscular system. We're looking at it together. So I go out there amid those 60 students and I try to find an empty seat and I I sit my butt down and start to talk about it with them like I'm one of them. I think that this is a philosophically pure approach. I like to do that, okay? And I find that it works. It makes them feel like maybe I'm approachable or at the very least I'm not trying to pull a power trip on them, you know? So, here we are sitting there. I select, the seat that I select is next to this shy young woman. And I, it was dark, I turned the lights down, you know, so it's kind of dim in there. And I see the open spot, I find it. And to me, if I'm going to sit down next to you as fun-loving as I try to be, um, I want to, uh, it's, an, it's a, a compliment, like I want to be next to you, I want to, to learn with you and teach you and hey, it's just Dr. O, you know, like yes, I'm in charge, yes, I'm going to teach you, yes, I'm going to be handing out your exams and grading them, but I'm not some dickhead who, who is trying to just, you know, be the professor with the tweed jacket and the freaking little MG car that he drives around campus in, but know, tassels off of his friggin' scarf. You understand the picture I'm painting. Thinking about the professor from the movie Back to School with Rodney Dangerfield, uh, late 80s, early 90s time frame. Try not to be that guy. So I sit down next to this young lady. She's shy. She seems to be of, uh, there's a cultural difference, all right? She's, I think she's of Middle Eastern descent. And she's kind of shy. I've seen her before when I'm teaching. 
she will look, she kind of averts her eyes, like she won't look at me, and I'm trying not to be intimidating or confrontational in any way, I don't call on people or put anybody in the spot, but she averts her eyes, like significantly, so I sit, I'm sitting next to her, between her and this other student to my right, both females, the class is 90%, right, so, I'm talking through the material, the muscular system, hey, this is, you know, how muscles function, and look at their fascia, and look at their uh, blood supply, and nerve supply, and etc., etc., and I kind of glance over at her, trying to engage my students, and she's looking not even looking at the board, she is looking down, like on the ground, like she's trying to, like maybe you would try to sneak a look at your cell phone if you were in class or a presentation or something like that, but there's no cell phone there, and there's no laptop that she's, you know, got, that she's working on, she is averting her eyes, and I, it, it, now I'm like, what's going on, I said, I was like, hey, are you okay? And just real quietly, I said that. And she says, she says yeah. And I said, um, hey. Because there's 60 of them, I don't know everybody yet, but I picked up her name. I think I made a connection that this must this be her and her class. It's a very unique name. Um, she says, no, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. I said, do, do I... Um, do you, did I teach your sister? And she says, oh, my cousin. I asked, oh, she was a good student. She was pretty cool. And I said, you know, you're pretty cool too. Just trying to be nice, trying to be friendly. And the other girl opposite me on the other side, she kind of snip, you know, chuckled a little bit in a friendly way. Like, oh, it's nice. It's nice of you to say that sort of thing. It's my interpretation. So I'm thinking about this as I'm leaving. Here's a woman, my my perception is that here's a woman who, a young lady, who maybe culturally she has, you know, it's, you're not supposed to, whatever, you're subservient to men or I'm um, looking down in this area because I don't want your position of authority or what, I don't know what the hell it is. My mind's running wild about that. Maybe I shouldn't assume that that's what's going on. But it seemed like that could be the case. I had a feeling that it was some sort of male subservience thing. Um, I've also seen her when she moves around the classroom or when she comes and goes. That she, She's always kind of looking down, like very shy. And that's fine. But I certainly want to be there for her. I want to help her. And if I could somebody could break through, reach her and help her do well in the class, then I would want to be that person. So the best of intentions here. So then I get to my office and I had to see a friend who was not feeling well. So I meet him in there on my day off and I, I give him an adjustment. And I was telling him about this and he said, you know, yeah, you know, gotta be careful. I said, yeah, you know, these current events with this Supreme Court justice that uh, Trump nominated him and he's got these accusations from multiple people about sexual assault or inappropriate behavior or at the very least lying 
um, make himself sound like he was a, you know, a, a um, choir boy when he was instead out there drinking beer and living the way college students lived, like friggin' in the 80s. I'm not justifying it, but I was young once, I drank beer, fooled around, um, did things I regret, certainly never assaulted anyone, but hey man, this is a thing right now. It's coming out. You got the Me Too movement, you got people, you know, what are the roles? You, you have women who have been silent or who might have felt that they were assaulted or sexually harassed, and now we're, there's a paradigm change. That's not okay anymore, and that is awesome. That is awesome. And I've heard some people saying, well, you know, what, my, my, I'm a mother or a father of, of boys, multiple boys, and I'm worried for them because if somebody makes an accusation and it's not even corroborated, it could ruin their life, and I, I can see the potential for that as well. I can see this the uh, potential for this uh, Me Too movement and sexual assault accusation to go off the rails. And how do how are we supposed to act around one another? I'm just I'm just setting the stage for that because that's out there. That's obviously a big time current event right now. So back to my classroom thing. Class is over. We leave. Everything's cool. I'm talking to my buddy at the office, and he was describing to me a situation where he was on the train going into Philly to work in the morning, and there was what appeared to be a family, a Hispanic Hispanic family, and there was an older gentleman and then like a young, maybe teenage girl who was a pretty girl, and the guy seemed to be leaning over and getting in her face and kind of aggressively, almost seemed like there might be something sexual or a come on or something inappropriate and she was shying away from him and my buddy was saying like I kind of had a moment like I I wonder what's going on he saw me looking at them watching what they were doing and then he stopped and everything was you know all the inappropriate behavior stopped because he knew that I was looking at him and I said yeah, man, but then, you know, you get off at the next at the next stop. And you go to, you go to your job and you go home. Maybe you remember this. You might not even have the right... You might not even have the story straight. Or or have... Uh, um, have the right, correct idea about what is actually going on. Who's to say, right? Do you intervene? Do you get involved? Do I ask this young lady... In my class... Are you okay? You know, well, um, can I help you? Uh, Or do I make you uncomfortable? Or is there something that happened to you? Who knows what's going on, you know? Like, as a teacher, you want to be there for your students. You you care about them. You care about their learning. And I'm a hands-on type guy. Uh, Pun unintended. (laughs) But I like to get involved. I like to know my students. I like to be the, the... the educator that they look back at and say, you know what, Dr. O is a great professor, and I really enjoyed his class, even at 8 o'clock in the morning, and great, great teacher, and I've gotten some great survey results that say just that, it makes me feel good, 
But with 60 students there, you got 60 lives and 60 different scenarios and problems every day. And I can't get to know them all. And I can't solve every problem that they have. They're young. They're trying to navigate the scholastic environment. Maybe they work. Who knows what kind of background family situation they come from. What kind of culture they come from. You know? And I can't sort out their every problem. I can't get inside their lives and make them happy or make them feel comfortable sitting next to the professor. Um, I am actually, I'm very curious though, in the same, in the same way that, well, kind of a similar manner in which my friend was curious about what was going on on that train. I'm curious as to what the situation is with this young lady and how I can make her comfortable and ready to learn, (coughs) excuse me, in my classroom. If she has, if there is a cultural um, approach, you know, a a cultural uh, behavior that is typical for her, that is is not something that the other American students that, that are in the class have to deal with, that they don't, you know, live according to then I'd like to be sensitive to it. I'd also like to find the best way to teach her. I don't quite know where the sexual assault thing comes into play, but I guess it's just such a sensitive situation, sensitive topic right now that we're trying to figure out what is appropriate and what is not. Like, I had a, you know, we're talking about anatomy and physiology speaking of being hands-on, I had a student ask me, well, where's your hip? When somebody says they they threw their hip out, what are they talking about? And I had to show her on me, said, you know, when people say hips, I, th- I think that what they really mean is the pelvis. And this is the pelvic joints, and this is where I often pay patients report pain, whereas this is the true hip, the femoroacetabular joint. And I said, may I palpate? And I just kind of touched the outside of her leg and showed her where it is. Because we have all this anatomy. Just a crazy occurrence. Something that makes you think. Um, as busy as I am. And as much as, as we all have going on. I just can't. I, I am who I am. I'm always appropriate. I'm always caring. I'm trying to be there for people. But I have no fucking idea what was going on with this young lady today. Um, and I want to make her. I have to get through to her somehow without dragging myself through the mud myself, you know, like wasting time if it's something that is just a cultural norm for her to behave in a certain way with men, then that's fine. But it's awkward for me, you know? Anyway, these are the times in which we live, my friends. Look out for one another, be good to one another take care of one another let's find a way we can improve every friggin' day tomorrow's Friday let's keep our eye open for people to help and people to be sensitive to problems to solve and then the weekend will be here 123 DDI's thinking P A and P 